Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you. This is for you and me. And who we see when we see each other. This is for all, this is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. And you're not crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door. And it's time to open. You bet your Red Rider, this door is totally time for this store to open, and it's actually opening for the last time in 2018, here on December the 29th, as the last broadcast of our 31st year in radio, and we're heading into Radio 32 uh, in 2019. We were just on the bridge with Paul, uh-huh. Paul the um, the plumber, bless his heart. <laughs> he's got a nasty cold, and he's wants to say uh, happy, 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 happy New Year to all of you and let you know that he's actually going to go read a good book while we're doing this, and we're very grateful for Paul. We're also, you know who didn't show up this morning, Randy? Is, Who's uh, that? Ron Hayes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm used to Ron showing up. We want to say thank you, Ron Hayes, for extraordinary. I think it's got to be like seven, eight years now that Ron has been the research director, and what this particular show is about is just to say thank you, 2018. Uh, thank you for the things that we went through. Thank you for thank you for the hard times, because the hard times make us stronger. And thank you for the good times, because that's much more fun. So, so we have a birthday kid here this morning. I think we should start things out right. Also, a person who was on Hannity, uh, on the Hannity show, Sean Hannity, uh, on iHeartRadio yesterday. You can look it up in the archives. Uh, Wow, Randy, mm-hmm. and it was your birth on top of it. One so. of the greatest birthday gifts ever, seriously. <laughs> Not um, only that, tell them the topic, because I think the topic that you talked about, <laughs> a few people will gurgle and say thank you. Ah, uh, Well, they actually gave me the topic, but yes, I was asked uh, by, we had a guest on here, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, Jonathan Gilliam. And yeah. every every year, Jonathan hosts for Sean Hannity in the whole entire month of December. And he was telling me all year he was going to get me on the the show. He wanted to give me a spot. And uh, he's been wanting me to go into television and um, introduce me to some people. Anyway, uh, I think you, you know, should let so him do that. I'm not opposed, but I really love radio. And... Um, Anyway, so he reached out to me a couple nights ago and, and asked if I would be on the show and do a five-minute health clip, and I said, yeah, for sure. So I put it together, and they gave me the topic of holiday, like after the holidays when people are kind of bloated and they don't have energy, um, where does that come from and what to do about it? And so I think I ended up with about six to eight minutes of time. And uh, it's interesting on their show. When we cut somebody, we don't really cut them. <laughs> on, when you're there, 
uh, on basically a Fox type of station that you're cut right after it's over. So, you know, he messaged a whole bunch even when he was live again because he went, he did another probably 10 to 15, 20 minutes or so. But it was, it was a great show, and my Facebook group absolutely blew up. Um, the, the very first time I checked it, I think there was 123 new subscribers. That was within the first 10 to 15 minutes of being off air. So um, they have a very large audience, a loyal listenership, they said, of 24 million people. Can you imagine? I would love that. OMG. And, yeah, and 500 markets. So it's actually pretty neat. Sean Hannity wasn't on. He's off for the month of December. But literally, I got the last show. I was the last guest of the last show, which is kind of cool because now that replay goes on until Sean Hannity comes back and does a new show in the new year. So I have the replay time all the way out through, you know. Oh, matter get there, for God's sakes. <laughs> well, you just, it's on iHeartRadio. You just can do an Internet search for Sean Hannity Radio or Sean Hannity Show. And do iHeart. It'll pop up com first, and then you do, um, then you look at Sean's show, and then you look at the date, and yesterday the date was the 28th of December, so you're going to look for that show. Were you nervous at all? Our show, so then you go you to know, I wasn't nervous, and then I was actually supposed to be on earlier, like maybe an hour before, and then they were going long in a segment on a certain topic. And so the studio called me back and said, hey, we need to push you to about 5.30 or 5.40. I forget which time I went. And uh, I said, okay, I just, I had blasted it to uh, a company that I had contracted with. They had blasted it to a million people. And now I need to change the time. (laughs) How do you get that word out to over a million people? And then I had um, blasted it to several of my pages. I have, I don't know, 10 or 20 pages on social media, and I blasted it to them, and I had to go back and change the time and all that. So, yeah, I I did. You know what? It's funny. I don't hardly ever get nervous, and I just, I had to rub my hands together. I got cold. I had to warm them back up. I jumped up and down, and I got to work. And (laughs) so, Hey, listen, you do whatever you do to get whatever it means to get done done, and it did. It got done. So, uh, rock. (laughs) Yes, it was. I'm 100% there with you, Mike. So, and what Mike, so would you like to say thank for 2018 for? Uh, thankful for health, thankful for Jesus, and thankful for wonderful friends, and uh, especially you two, and uh, that's it. Well, you know, I, I had a really remarkable um, time at Christmas, and I had, uh, I'm actually celebrating the tough times, Mike. I had some really great times uh, during 2018, but what I thought were tough times, when I look at back at them, they were actually almost spaces for clearing. You know, if if we think of our relationships and what's been happening that, and if you get into an argument or something of that nature, then we call it bad. One of the things that um, our family was discussing was the difference. I know this is a funny thing, but I married into a philosopher's family, so you'll have to enjoy this. We were actually discussing the difference between a 3D world and a 4 to 5D world. And in a 3D world, there's always something wrong. It's a, or somebody said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing or they did the right thing or the wrong thing or they're the good guys and there's the bad guys, okay? And that is a world in which wars get fought. 
because I'm right and you're wrong, or you're you're right and I'm wrong, and we're going to fight about it because I ain't taking your foot on my neck anymore type of thing. And when you start to move into 4D and 5D, which is what happens when you complete your emotional issues, uh, Randy, you have a lot of really good stuff coming to you right now, okay? Yes. And that good stuff coming to you is because you went through all the hard stuff. I agree. You hadn't gone through all the hard things, and I hadn't gone through all the hard things. I've been working on some projects, Randy, for over 50 years, and I just Mm -hmm. started getting pay dirt like a week ago. I mean, serious pay dirt. Mm -hmm. Projects that I want, like if you want to turn around a ship, uh, most people know that when you go to turn around a big ship, it takes a tugboat to keep pushing on that ship to turn it around, and it doesn't turn around at like snap of your fingers. It sometimes takes a long time to turn around. And your life is getting happier and richer and richer and happier, and so is mine. And that's because we do the work. We do the work of going through it, of communicating, of reaching out to our friends, of having people like Mike and Ron and that, I forgot that Navy SEAL's name. He was very cool, and I do want him back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think your guests came, oh, I know, this is that those other guests that wanted it to be in then. Anyway, neither here nor there. He'll be back, and he's he's a very cool guy. Uh, radio has given us so many opportunities. Who do you like? Who did you enjoy the most this year on the radio? Guest as a guest. Well, let me let me do past also. Um, okay. Uh, who was the author of that we interviewed? He was so great, and he was an advisor to. Donald Trump. Uh, oh, Roger Stone. Yes, thank you. I was just going to go grab the book. Um, <laughs> he has he has been one of my most favorite in the past, and I love his books. I love his writings. I think I've bought all of his books now. And uh, and he did send us the one, if you remember right. He sent us. Right, the, and the I've one. tried I've tried repeatedly to get him back on the air. I think he's just too famous now. If, well, if he was look, great. That Roger Stone is all over the place, and he's he's the one that has Nixon tattooed on his back. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. He's, that. he's a very dapper man. I actually went and met him in person down at the Barnes and Noble when he was on his book tour. He's the one that wrote the Clinton's War Against Women. This guy worked with Nixon, and he was just absolutely fabulous. Well, so he was one of my favorites in the past, and of course, my my. Probably one of my most favorite human beings is Patricia Bragg of Bragg's Apple Cider Vinegar. I love her and Dr. Edward Group, him as well. Down in yeah, Texas. I was thinking of them, both of those so, when you were talking. Both amazing, amazing people. And then I would say of the, of the shows in the last year, uh, definitely Jonathan Gilliam. He stands out in the crowd. Um, but you know who else I really like? Their contribution immensely. Who? I love and I hope that he is still listening, and I don't know if he is. But Paul, Paul is sick today and can't be on with us, but I love his contribution to our show. I love it. I do, too. I I totally do. And, of course, you, Mike, our producer. (laughs) You're always great when you interject. Wish you did it more. Uh, I have to, you know, find a way to finagle my way in, but when I do, I'll I'll zing you a couple now and then. Yeah, it's always. I'm just not awake at this time of the morning. We got to move to Miami, and then you're, you know, three hours. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Easier for me. 
Then you get hurricanes, a lot more hurricanes than he's getting in, uh, in New Mexico. Yeah, we don't have any weather issues to rile me up here. Yeah, no. exactly. Well, maybe the temperature. It's it's 11 right now. Okay. You oh, just God, have that's... that absolutely magical balloon fest that I have been absolutely dying to go to, and I think that's going to be on the list this year is to go to the balloon fest out there. Dr. Val uh, came out here during it, and she loved it. Yeah, I totally it, did. And what was beautiful. even was that when we were on air in the studio, one of the balloons flew by the window. Remember that? Moment? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was right next to the window. I thought it was going to run into the building. I loved it, <laughs> and I heard it wasn't normal. It's. I, I just want to acknowledge our listeners too. We, exactly. Lonnie's yeah. been Without listener, them, what would and we he's have? been an amazing person. Peg's a listener. Uh, I've developed relationships with some of the listeners. Sherry St. Vincent, I want to thank her for all of her work this year. Paul, honest to God, as um, as Randy was talking, uh, you can't even touch a candle to what you know. There isn't a show that you're on that I don't get a big surprise. That you And I go, who is this man? How does he know? <laughs> he always has something golden to tell us. You know, it's wonderful. And I know that the listeners like him. Same way. I've gotten... Great feedback on him and his intelligence. Oh, totally. Totally, totally, totally. So here's the deal. We're creating 2019, but to really have 2019 be a fresh and open year, we need to acknowledge, uh, we need to say thank you for all the things that we need to say thank you for. And sometimes that's all the hard stuff. If I hadn't had really, I have arthritis that is, can be very crippling on certain days. And that sounds like a terrible thing, <laughs> and it can be a terrible thing. But I met people through that process that have been helping me, and one of them's name is Ivy, and another uh, one's name is uh, Teresa. And uh, then there's Jamie who does cranial sacral massage, and all these people that have come into my life like magic. I actually have a woman named Susan Rodriguez um, that actually connects me up actually connects me up to uh, an invisible council. Now, we don't talk a lot about that stuff, but I know that there are people that are listening and know exactly what I'm talking about. And so we're also talking about all the different realities. And what's going on in the world is a very manipulative, very um, threatening 3D reality. So we're supposed to be kept frightened and off our feet most of the time, and, and that is done by fires that are generated by... A, Military equipment. I, they're do machines. Have you have you heard of those, Randy? You know about the do machines. I've I've actually kind of read up on some of these um, things that are like military grade, where they can just laser beam. I don't. It looks to be truthful, the information. So I don't know. There's been images where you can see where the laser hit, and they would show it like on a vehicle and what it did to the vehicle. So. You know, it seems to be a military thing, but, you know, I have no knowledge of what is really going on. How could I possibly? So I don't know who's I can running only the piece of equipment because I know it's not the president. He would not be burning up California, okay? We hear lots of rumors here, things of that nature. But what you want to do is Google blue lights and helicopters and fires, and you will see this blue beam going down and starting uh, – you know, causing smart meters to go off, and they burn at a much higher temperature. So 
you'd say, how could you say thank you for that? There was just so much misery and there was so much uh, loss that went on with that fire. I mean, one of the most touching images of the fire is that when the people go back to the town of Paradise, which is totally burned to the ground, the one thing that's standing out of the whole place is that urn that had a grandmother's ashes sitting on the mantelpiece still. That's how total the destruction was. At the same time, if the people can get through that destruction and get through that loss, there's actually uh, an amazing opportunity for them. One of my friends, you've heard me talk about Lita. She lost everything, millions and millions of dollars of journals. Her journals were ready to be bought by the Smithsonian Institute or something like that. You know, top-notch stuff. She's uh, been an icon artist for, you know, probably over 30, 40 years. All gone. What's happened? That's, uh, that's, a, that's a shame for her art lost forever. Oh, I'm my sure God. It's just you. She'll get back to work. Imagine she goes up there like every day. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is that she's starting to, first of all, the universe hates the vacuum, okay? And okay. some of the most amazing offers in the world have been given to her a plus 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 wealthy 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 collectors artists uh collector uh, all kinds of things the studio space is flowing into her she's living in a in um an extremely rich woman's ex- one of their you know like three houses or something like that Do you know how a lot of rich people have a number of locations she's had mm-hmm. studios given to her for a year she's she's been given things that are I'm going to say a thousand times more powerful than what she had. Not as far as her personal loss is concerned. And I won't tell you the name of how she's actually going about trying to reconstruct some of that through the pictures that other people have been sending her of, of her work and stuff. Can you imagine? She had a, an entire art show that had just been returned to her the day before. Uh, oh, wow. Shipped out, okay? So mm-hmm. art that was already sold was burned up. It's oh, just, you know, it's like coming from every direction. And yet I will tell you something. In, within five years, she will have something that she never could have had if her property hadn't burned down. Which is? They had a plan, Randy, from the mm-hmm. 1970s or 80s. I don't remember. I actually saw it. And it was about how if, if, if she could have her vision, it would actually include this planetarium on the property. It was so expensive to tear everything down, and they were all so attached to it. And, you know, 50 years later or 40 years later, it still wasn't going to be built, right? Mm-hmm. But insurance, built. yeah. It will be built now. You know, a lot of times people think that a disaster like that, the fires in California specifically, uh, in my case, I lost a home to a tornado back in uh, May of 1998, and we were all underneath of the house, and it was crumbling in, and the house was moved completely off the foundation and the windows and the roof. And, you know, I remember uh, taking a good week to cry and do a lot of cleanup, and the whole entire church came out to help us, you know, try to get, you know, salvage what we could. They were out there within 24 to 48 hours. And, it's, you know, a friend of mine, I was out there one day. It was rural. It was an 11-acre farm that I had. And a, and a pickup truck comes driving down the driveway, a very long driveway. And it was a friend of mine that I've had for, you know, now over 20 years. But he said, uh, 
he was sitting there and he was talking to me. He was in his pickup and he said, uh, you know, I was like kind of, you know, whimpering a little bit, crying about it, all the destruction, the loss. It looked like a nuclear bomb went off, just like California. And he said, believe me, it's ugly right now, but you will be thankful for this down the road. And I, I couldn't figure out why he would say that. And here's what I didn't know. I had the house insured, but it was an old farmhouse, and it had very intricate carvings. All of the woodwork was uh, hand-carved. I mean, it was beautiful. Oh, wow. It was Yes, it was not replicatable. And I had owned that. I bought that farm outright. It was, I don't know, somewhere around $100,000. And I just paid cash for it. And I was adding on a new bathroom. I was doing all these different things to it that were all in the middle. I was in the middle of all of that when the tornado hit. And um, what I didn't know is, thank God, I had what was known as replacement cost insurance. So the walls that they put in now aren't plaster. Yeah, I think it's plaster, right? I'm not great on construction. but And then all the hand-carved woodwork that was all throughout the whole entire house, none of that was replaceable at what they did that day. So they had to back it up and give me what it would have cost. My God, my what was that? Right. I made way more than I paid for that farm <laughs> from from just the house. And then on top of that, I actually, after that, I was like, oh, I don't really want to stay out this far, and I really wanted to change the kids' school. And so I sold the land off separately on top of that. And so the next house, which was close to 300000 I was able to pay cash for the next house. Oh, my God, was, Randy. You were you right. like a little dynamo. It was a... It was a it was a serious blessing, and you know one person told me that I'm still friends with them today, and um, you know you just you just even when there's destruction, there's always a way out. There's always a brighter day. There's always blue. There's always blue sky. There's always happiness somewhere. So you just gotta you know you gotta keep living and know that that's there. So yeah, keep and not only to keep living but to keep dreaming. Uh, mm-hmm. cause, because what happens in the third dimension, besides all the right and wrong stuff that goes on, not a lot of stuff gets manifested, okay? When you when you sit around and you respect people and admire people, for Randy to have done what she did, she was actually not in the third dimension. The third uh, the third dimension, as I mentioned earlier, is right and wrong. And, uh, and the fourth and fifth dimension, you start to see things differently. You start to see the benefit Uh I I divorced my first husband in 1982, and I never I never stopped caring about him. I just couldn't be with stuff that he did. Relate. Mm-hmm. He then married again, and has been married for 37 years, and was here for Christmas Day. Now, something that got started so many years ago, after half a century ago, actually, I, and I'm not going to go into the details. But I stayed in the conversation for a half a century, 50 years, and what I asked for is finally, it's happening now. But it took 50 years. Wow. That's an investment of time. <laughs> well, it is. And by the way, we all make it, but we don't all acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. You made an investment in yourself. You saw something that happened. You were amazed when the farm burned and you got something more out of it, and then you were actually able to do more. I've, you're a person that I've been 
you know, watching what you've been up to for years. I don't know if you know that Randy, to new listeners and things, not only does Randy have four sons, she's a, a triathlete, she's a, a, an amazing friend, she's a, a I was going to say Kayani distributor. That's Mary Louise Zeller. She's longevity. Right. <laughs> she's respected at her company. She's knockout gorgeous. And as far as I know, she's got a hot man in her life now too. Am I correct? <laughs> yes, he's uh, he's actually really beautiful, and he's probably listening right now. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, and we have a little time delay, so this ought to be funny. But yes, he's an amazing person, and um, we we just really mesh on so many levels. So I'm I'm just I'm in love with life right now. I really Yeah, am. I totally I'm, get it. And I have all of these people that, that showed up. Uh as I mentioned, uh Susan Rodriguez is just an extraordinary psychic. Uh and she she works over the telephone and texts me and stuff and I the you know, I'm always questioning these things and and while she while she's Texting me, she goes, somebody just showed up that's running around in an Indian headdress, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and who would that be? And I said, that would be Larry Hagman. That would be Larry Hagman, because that's exactly what he did. When I went up to his house in Ojai, he came running out the front door wearing an Indian headdress and dancing around. He loved, he loved, he was very playful. He's the guy from Dallas, okay? And I was, mm-hmm. met him through the hydrogen car drive. Uh, radio has given me some some great, great moments. Going back a really long way, Randy, I had Dennis mm-hmm. Weaver, who was Gunsmoke, who was General Ban, who was uh, oh, guy, the, the sheriff, uh, I can't think of the sheriff's name right now, uh, married over 50 years, did all these TV series. As his, and he was friends with Larry, and both of them were married for absolutely years and had a couple of hit TV series. So I'm on the air, and I have uh, Jim Jim Marshall. I just loved him dearly. He's still alive. I didn't mean to make it sound like he's dead. And he's he's doing Dennis's astrology, and you can hear his Dennis's wife in the background going, "I told you so, Dennis. I told you so." I just love those moments, and you can't get them anyplace else but on the radio. Because they'd be edited out, or uh, you know, how would you ever have gotten to that conversation? Uh, one of our guests, actually, who was Catherine Hepburn's um, partner in the last years of her life, was a man that I actually experienced white light with on the radio, and I've never experienced that uh, on on air with anybody except that one guy. I actually experienced it a fair amount with Terry Cole Whitaker and Bernie Gunther and things like that. And white light is a state of consciousness in which you don't feel anything except love, and you're just totally enfolded and engulfed with love. And that's what I wish for you for 2019, that literally the light comes in and starts to take the place of all the dark and painful things that have happened for you in the past, and so that they just become the past. And that's what DNA clearing is all about. I've been working with some people that actually had um, habits you wouldn't care for, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. This is a pedophile or something of that nature. And I found out that that person, it, it was in their DNA. It wasn't even theirs. And once we cleared up the grandfather, it disappeared. So things are affecting us. I use that one because that is one that's like shocking and considered unrepairable. 
You'll okay. hear it all the time. Oh, you can't fix those people. Totally you can. I don't know that you can, quote, fix all of them. But what you can do is you can take away the motors that drive these behaviors. And, and in a right and wrong world, those people end up in jail. In a 4D world or a 5D world, they're looked at and their brains are checked and, and you find out that there are certain charges or parts of their brains that aren't working correctly. And there was nothing. They couldn't not do what they did. So we've got a lot of that in our prisons as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a 3D thing. Lock them up. <laughs> Can't handle them? Put them in jail. And then see what happens. Okay, so we don't have to do that. But I did bring that up because I wanted to mention James Timothy Turner, who was president for the Republic of the United States of America. And, Randy, uh, I know you ran for president, too. Was there another um, part of that republic that you were working for at the time? No, I actually no, I, I actually didn't run for that, but... Um you know, that stuff all came about after I actually ran for state Senate in Iowa, which I pulled out of that race, um, just because there was corruption on both sides and there was a lot of sabotage because, you know, I'm I'm just very for the people. That's where my heart was. I mean, if you heard what the people would say to me versus what the people at the Capitol building would say to me, I mean, even in whispers and in private meetings and private luncheons and fundraiser luncheons and... Um, you know, they're on two different sides, or at least they were at that time. And the people would say, please, when you get in there, I mean, they would cry this to me, please. They would hold my heart, my arm, they would hold my hand, and they would say, please, when you get in there, don't change. Right, and, and they, she saw that yeah. she was going to. You, you may have forgotten. I didn't forget when you told me. What you told me was is that you went to a meeting, and they were telling you what you had to do and say if you were elected. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. There was lots of things said. There was, it was, you know, things that I don't even really go public with that were said because people yeah, and, and, and then I was crazy you, for sharing so. it, but it was truth, yeah. And I'm a Leo dragon, and I have been offered some very big stuff in my life, okay? And, and <laughs> there are people that think I'm an idiot, and sometimes I even do with the stuff I turn down. Uh, I, I turned down uh, being on Channel 7, which I would take back again. I think I would do being on Channel 7. Uh, radio, which because of the the magnitude and the coverage of it, but at the time when I was offered a show, eighteen minutes of every hour was advertising, and the topics before and after me were like uh, how do you take care of jock itch and uh, what's the best beer to belch the loudest and stuff like that. And I Thanks. just said I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. I don't a couple of other times too. And I don't know. There's people that actually did it and probably got a lot further ahead in life than than I did at that time. But at the same time, I I don't know if I, I still, if I went back, I don't know if I could do it. You know, you just have to follow your heart. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had started my walk in the politics, and I don't really want to get into it too much, but I... I started that walk when I became the chair for Ron Paul's campaign in Johnson County, Iowa. I had gone back to Iowa for about a year, year and a half at the most. Um, and when I was back there, just it was the circle of political people. I used to go to the gun shows and things like that. And, um, you know, they 
there was a group of people that said, please be the, you know, be the one who runs his campaign in this county, which is probably one of the bigger uh, um, communities where people are involved. It's where the University of Iowa is, the, the, um, the medical hospitals, all the cancer clinics. It's huge. There's a lot of very educated people there. And so it was a, it was a large task take on and I did and we opened up an office really fast we we did one or two fundraisers we were able to get billboards up on the busiest interstates and we did it very quickly because I had aligned with a, a doctor who actually has he actually has run as well as on the libertarian platform which you know good on him but you know when you do that if you if you do break from the two parties uh, it's like how many of them <clears throat> actually get in it's it's very Not very, very rare super good guy but yeah he had a wonderful beautiful family and he was very supportive of me and what i was doing and so he was the biggest cheerleader on those fundraisers to get the billboards in the office going and so we had the first and only grassroots office in the entire state of iowa wow so yeah wow wow, we, wow. the only other one was a headquarters one and i think it was around des moines so, you know, we got tons of press over that. People came literally from around the world to do interviews with us. Hey. And, you know, it was an amazing time. But that's what gave me the start. But I actually love my life way more now. I don't really love politics at all. I love I was going to say, politics. <laughs> poor Marianne Williamson. Well, I say poor. Marianne Williamson ran for the 33rd District here in California. And for those of you who know her, you're smiling. And for those of you who don't, she's Course of Miracles. And she's like written about five Holly, uh, five New York bestsellers and things like that. And mm -hmm. uh, she totally knows the quantum realm and what do you call it? Believing in Jesus Christ, or whether you call it the quantum realm, or whether you say it's Buddha. There's recognized that there's something that's bigger than us, okay? And mm -hmm. that's something that's bigger than us. I asked Marianne. I said, with politics being why it is, what it is, why on earth? would you want to run in this corrupt Congress? And she goes, and, and this was very interesting. It actually caused me to vote for uh, a senator because I haven't cared much for the process for a long time. What she actually said was that it only took like 19 people to, be a, to cause bills to be able to go through or not go through and that she wanted to be one of those 19 people, that she didn't have to... Uh, you know, she didn't have to have a, a big say in things. She just needed to be able to vote with the 19 if things were uh, going in a particular way. Well, part of what she was dealing with at the time and didn't know it is is that our Congress is made up of a lot of Esquires, and our Congress, <laughs> I heard this recently, Randy, is that our taxes actually go to the Queen of England. Have you heard that one? I have heard that. Okay, that, I, I don't know if that. that's true. And okay. I also believe that... Why is that? Well, that's another subject. <laughs> I also believe that the senators and the Congress people um, are all Esquires, Mike. Do you know what that means? No. Well, they can't be in Congress because... Oh. ...denies titles of nobility, and that is a nobility to the English crown. Esquire. the English... It's a title. So according to what we're hearing, and we're not hearing it in the mainstream, you can look for it on the Internet, but according to what we're hearing is that April, May of this year, uh, that one of the reasons that Trump has been um, quiet, <laughs> so to speak, 
is that he's been planning he's been planning the um let's just say the removal of many from Congress. And I understand Paul Ryan is not up uh re upping and I've heard a number of other senators and house members are not re upping. And that's because they're being actually given the choice of leaving quietly or exposed. And I believe that too. So this has been going on for a long time, and it's a very special time. And James Timothy Turner was president of the United States for America, and that is the United States that occurred before the corporation, United States of America, bamboozled everybody into thinking they were the leading party. And the only thing that the United States for America actually owns, as far as I know, is Washington, D.C., and I think if you're um, in Puerto Rico, you're also a citizen. So the only two places you can actually be a citizen in the United States are Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico. So there's all this stuff going on under the table that they hope you don't notice. And now what's happening is it's all being noticed. Well, James Timothy Turner got a huge settlement against the Alabama courts, and Barack Obama's office called him and said he wasn't going to get paid, and then he got put in jail. And he's been in uh, jail for six years now. That's against the law to actually put a president in jail. Uh, <laughs> his guards told him that they knew he wasn't guilty, but they didn't know anything they could do for him. He's been stuck in solitary confinement. I talked to him uh, Sunday two weeks ago for the first time in six years. I love this man dearly. And uh, we are, now have email correspondence, and I thought, I know that there are listeners here that would like to write him, you would have to write him on white paper, you know, and you would have to mail it in a white envelope, and um, I don't know about gifts yet, we'll just get through with the how could you write to Tim conversation today. I'm going to have this posted on the website at wakingupinamerica.com, where you can also go to pick up the radio shows, but to write, <clears throat> to write um, Tim, you write James Timothy Turner, and then B-O-P hash sign 141154-002, and then F-C-I, all caps, Oakdale, and then it looks like a, a, a capital I, P.O. Box 5000, Oakdale, Louisiana, 71463. Once again, that's James Timothy Turner, capital B.O.P., hash sign 141154-002, F.C.I., Oakdale, capital I., P.O. Box 5000, Oakdale, Louisiana, 71463. Remember, white paper, white envelopes. I'd stick a Santa sticker or something on there. They've got all kinds of restrictions because all kinds of people have done a lot of dumb things with the mail over the years. So uh, they actually lost an inmate by something that was sent in. So they're trying to control things. They're not just being awful people. Uh, so... That's where he is, and I can't imagine anything that would make him happier 
than to hear from you, from any of you, Vivian, Monty, uh, Lonnie, all of you, Sherry. Uh, this man has has been standing for us, and it's time for us to get him get him out. And we're going to ask Paul and some other people to see what we can do. He was suggesting, Paul was suggesting, we go to the D- Department of Justice. I'm suggesting you send Paul a prayer because he sounds just he he's he's suffering from from a really nasty strep, and I know it's because he's been running around the world working so hard to save people. So, what can I say? Well, speaking uh, of you, you mentioned Obama. He was in the news <laughs> in the last few days. You oh, want I to say why? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. You say it. I can't. Um, first of all, we know the mainstream media is very slanted, <laughs> but him and his wife have been, have been nominated or a poll was taken or something that they are, this is just absolutely perplexing to me, the most admired people in America. It's like, seriously, how did this come about? I, I don't admire anything about them, and I don't like negatives. I don't like negatives, but I admire President Trump. I admire people that are doing Seriously, great things that, you know, I, I admire heroes that do selfless things. Like but Brian. Why? Like the guy that's, how much has he collected for the darn wall already? Oh, the, that. The guy that's got one arm left out of four limbs. I admire him. I can't pronounce his last name. It begins with F. So it I saw Brian on an interview, okay, sitting in a chair, no legs and one arm. And I'm going to it bet was, that wall fund is over $20 million. Yeah. And it's been it's going been, about a week and a half now. It's the, simple I genius. It's, I wish I had thought of that, you know? Well, it wouldn't have been as good as it is with him. Right, you're right, because he's got all that going on, and, and he could figure it out, and he could figure it out over all these politicians. Yep, so. and not only that, he's only got one arm. The fact that anybody can look at them and feel sorry for themselves that's got anything more than than one arm, I mean, it kind of calls you to your attention. I remember mm-hmm. being really miserable one day and cursing God and walking down the street and stuff, and then this guy came by me with a, in a wheelchair blowing, you know, puffing into the thing to make the wheelchair go. Mm-hmm. And I went, honest to God, Val, you're disgusting. <laughs> Here's this guy having a happy life, pumping himself down, blowing in a wheelchair, and I've got a headache or something, and I think my life is awful. That'll humble you. You know? It will humble you. It does. <laughs> I just went to his GoFundMe. This is, it's hysterical almost. But I've now. never seen this before on a GoFundMe. The goal, $1 billion. Right. And um, it has raised $18 million plus by two, almost 300,000 people in 12 days. And I'm one of them. Yeah. One of my sons did as well, my youngest. I mentioned and that. And you're going to do it too, right? Or you've already 100%. done it? 100%. And awesome. what is it on the GoFundMe page? What is it about? Tell them how to get to the page, Randy. It's about building the wall. Oh. Yeah, I just did a, a quick internet search for a fundraiser for the wall. And then you just look for the one that says the GoFundMe, the Trump wall. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash the Trump wall. I actually sent you a link on it, 
Mike, if mm-hmm. you check your emails, I sent out a link to all you guys on it, actually. Oh, yeah, I remember. But uh, $18 million in, what, just a couple days? That's not bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> 12 days. I think it's the thing that's ever happened to them, isn't it? I just love seeing the $1 billion goal. I've never seen that on a GoFundMe. And I've <laughs> been to GoFundMe many times looking and supporting and doing things. Remember, the last one was my friend's. It's one of my youngest son's uh, father who was in a, uh, an SUV pulled out and hit him, and he had brain, he still does, brain damage and all kinds of things. And uh, his was one of the last ones that I kind of circulated around because, you know, they didn't, they were going to actually pull, he was on life support. They were going to pull it. And I said, no, no, it's too soon. Why are you doing that? And some of the family members fought, and they held off. And guess what? He's walking around. He's talking. He now remembers his son. He didn't before. He was unconscious, and then you know now. It, so everything is coming back. He still he may never work again. It's it's severe. Well, but that sounds like a happy thing. He's he's happy. He's alive, and they were going to pull it. I mean, I, mean, I would like that. Pushing for that. Yeah, no, it's it's an amazing turnaround. What a what a story, and that was only a few months ago. So that was uh, like May or somewhere around there. So. Also, let's say let's say thank you to um, people that have supported us and things that we've supported during the year. I, I want to invite you to go to happily200.com and check that out because that's the possibility of living to be 200 years old. And if you accept that that's the possibility and you decide not to live in the program of the golden years that include heart failure and crippling stuff, um, there there are products and services over there that will actually help you reverse aging. Cloningcompany.com, when you clean your eustachian tubes, some very interesting things happen. Uh, A lot of times your sinuses clear up. Sometimes your lymphatic system clears up, things of that nature. Uh, We'll we'll be putting more links on that website this year. Part of the difference between us and John Hannity is funding. And waking up, because I've been stubborn in some ways as I was talking to Randy before the show. Like I wouldn't do certain things. I wouldn't I wouldn't go on uh ABC radio because there was all it was all about jock itch and, and uh you know, stuff I wasn't interested in and there was eighteen minutes of commercials during the hour. We decided to self produce and that's what's happened. And we've gotten uh assistance sometimes we got Patricia Bragg of Bragg's Apple Cider Vinegar and that's with two G's. She's been very generous to Waking Up in America, and uh, I always like to send prayers to um, the people that have helped us out and everybody else as far as that's concerned. But Paul, uh, Patricia and Paul Bragg, their dynasty started in 1912, and Patricia has carried it on, and she's just an amazing human being. Uh, I got a call yesterday, Randy, about the Coning Company. Uh, <laughs> it turns out that the Coning Company has been around since 1992, and... Uh, it's really making a difference in how people hear and all kinds of different things. You should look it up. It's a 5,000-year-old tradition. Uh, do you want to say something about the body can? Yes, the website is thebodycan.com, and anyone can subscribe there. But probably our most busy section is our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thebodycan. And it's nearing 20,000 subscribers now. Um, over 300, like I said, I haven't checked it yet today, but over 300 last night uh, after that show. And um, 
you know, it's we, I'm constantly writing articles, I'm constantly making posts, and I have very, very good contributors. So um, it's not a political page, it's not a sales page, it's literally just really good health information. So, Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I think one thing to be grateful for, isn't this the year that you turned yourself into a holistic doctor? Yes, uh, it was official. I finished school in... December and received my diploma and I've just been moving forward with that and I'm I specialize in tongue analysis that's actually my favorite thing I know. Can you uh, that I do Tugs. <laughs> so uh, I love what I do and I actually I just got asked uh, right before the show if I would come and speak in Tulsa I think it was Tulsa Oklahoma I have to go back and look at it, and um, they want me to come and speak and do... I was just in Indianapolis, and I just did it there uh, for many, many people, and they asked me to go down and, and do the exact same thing because they loved it. So I said, absolutely, I'll totally and, do it. And so, you're going to speak about tongues. <laughs> I actually do the tongue analysis there, which is really cool, and I look at the fingernails. You swipe the tongue. I just look at it. Oh. I'm not wiping it or swabbing it or whatever <laughs> picture of his tongue and send it to you yes for sure anybody anybody can do that so and then i actually teach on all kinds of subjects and people eat it up it's really good stuff it was three hours long they want me to do the same thing (laughs) well some very interesting stuff is happening here in california i'm one of those people that goes follow your heart and i ended up in malibu to help with the fire victims but it turned out that santa claus was there so the fire victims were all busy getting comfort from Santa Claus and sitting on Santa's lap, and the healers uh, were actually sitting there going, I, th- I thought we were going to do crisis counseling, and we met each other. And what's happening in my life is all these powerful people are showing up almost like it occurs, like by accident, or how could you have found them, except mm-hmm. that they're there. And, and we're, oh, my gosh, we're down to one minute. Hey, isn't this too much fun? So... <laughs> Did did I manage to thank everybody? You know, I didn't get a, a chance to say um, what's who's the um, wonderful Jason Kano in his hair. I, I think <laughs> Jason in with Jason. Mm-hmm. Okay, the guy actually has a product that grows hair. So if you write him at Miracle Stuff at and that's with two, three F's at Gmail dot com you'll find probably one of the most remarkable products. And so, Jason, I wish you a, a lot of good luck during this year, and uh, it would be fun to work with you at some time in the future. Uh, there's so many people to thank uh, that have been here from the past. I'm actually going to start posting them on the website because the list, the list is getting <laughs> so long that it takes up about 10 minutes of radio airtime. We have some amazing people here on Waking Up in America, all the way from John Denver to Deepak Chopra uh, to William P. Dunn to Ed Asner to Larry Hagman to Esther Williams to 